Hello, everybody. Good afternoon. It's uh, sunny and cool here in Columbia, South Carolina, which is a fairly large miracle uh, in June here. So um, let me just tell you what we're here for. I want to talk to you about reason, faith, and enlightenment. And, and that, that sounds like a most peculiar topic because it sounds like that a full topic would be any one of those three, but not all of those three because those, all of those three don't seem to be particularly related unless they are. And so let's look at about how they are. Um, a lot of us got here because of our disenchantment with blind faith, and, and it's pretty understandable. You know, the, the, the more educated you get, the smarter you get, then you know, blind faith becomes probably less, uh, less and less acceptable. That's, there's exceptions to that. There's certainly um, uh, intellectuals in all traditions, but as a general rule, I think that's, that's pretty, pretty fair. So somehow or another, we, if we may not have started in blind faith, but if we did, we rejected it and we got here. Or maybe we started out with reason and Western philosophy and we decided that that got a little dry and so we came here. Or maybe we just started suffering and there had to be some kind of way out and we heard about this thing called enlightenment and so we got here. Well, one way or the other, we got here and here we are. So reason rather than being the antithesis of faith and reason or faith being the antithesis of enlightenment, they can actually be uh, very closely related in what I think is the wisest uh, strategy uh, for you to adopt to move further into, to, to move into awakening and then to move further into clearing. Uh, it's a talk about a strategy and that's, um, sounds a lot like a method, doesn't it? I mean, so the living method really is, it's a strategy. Um, the living method of spiritual awakening, for those who haven't uh, heard that before, uh, is it's really, it's, it's a, that method is a strategy and the strategy is let's wake them up first. And that's what occurred to me some years back. One evening was there, I just got this flash of insight and said, and I could see that almost nobody was waking up out of the, that the numbers were okay, but the percentages stank. And, um, and I could see that all the pilgrims were dying on the way to God. And so it flashed in my head, gee, what if we could wake them up first? And uh, I didn't have a way to do that, but it didn't take long before I did because the living method began to unfold. Um, this was back in the summer of 2012. And now it is, uh, it's five years later and this teaching has taken root in six out of seven continents and um, many, many countries, cultures, and, and different types of people. So there's something to it. I just wouldn't be here after all these years if it wasn't something to it. So what I want to tell you is that reason can become the foundation of intellectual faith. Or, re or, or, or I should say reason can become the, the foundation of... Um, Reasonable faith? No, that's not the word I'm looking for. I can't. I can't even think of the word I'm looking for. So don't, don't let me get hung up on it. Um, and that faith can become that that combination of that reason and that faith can then become the true foundation for enlightenment. 
And I know that this doesn't sound like anything you're hearing in non-duality, and that may, and, and I understand that. And everybody's got their own teaching, and we need everybody to be teaching exactly like they're teaching. So I'm not talking bad about anybody. I, I accept that this thing can happen any way it wants, any time it wants, to anybody it wants. And that you know, the teaching that you can hear, that's the best teaching for you. And if you can't hear this, go find something that you can hear. But if you're drawn to this, then listen closely. Because there, this is, I don't know of any, uh, uh, if for the people who are drawn to this teaching, I absolutely promise you that I do not know of any more, uh, sh any shorter or more direct path into awakening and into the, the clearing, which brings us into abidance and embodiment. And, uh, and th this thing doesn't embody awakeness. Awakeness embodies this thing, just to get that out uh, right out front. So... The reason that I speak of is that I use actually a lot of logic in uh, the living method. I did not know it at the time that I started it, but what I was actually doing was using the Socratic method. I knew absolutely nothing about the Socratic method. I didn't know anything about Socrates but the name and the hemlock, and that's about it, right? And that he wore white, at least in my dreams. So when a friend, uh, or a friend, a client of mine at that time, and uh, he said, "Boy, Fred Davis is the is the the uh, the Socrates of non-duality." And man, I was just so tickled to hear that. All right, that I was being compared to somebody that was famous and and, and action. There, there wasn't Buddha. I noticed, <laughs> but I was willing to take Socrates, right? And um, so I looked up and I found out that Socrates was doing exactly what. I was doing, and that, uh, but mine was not a copy of his. Mine had just come up in the same way that his did. I mean, it just it, the the and which is means that I was questioning. Socrates was an early inquirer. Uh, he didn't spout a lot of his own philosophy, uh, but he really tore up everybody else's. <laughs> and, I, and, and I'm talking about the, the young men that he taught, used to talk to in Athens. And because uh, that's what he did, he just traveled around and he just annoyed everybody, right? That's what Socrates, like, was my understanding, is a very annoying character, and and I'm kind of an annoying character in that same way, which is that Socrates would would just go around, and he would rip out people's beliefs, rip them away, and you'd have all these beliefs and assumptions and all this, and Socrates step in, start asking you questions before you know it, uh, you're not sure what you think, but you're but but it's better to not be sure of what, you, of what you think than to be sure of what you think and be wrong. And typically, if we're sure, we're wrong. And I know that's a difficult thing to take in, but it actually is my experience. Maybe we'll explain that a little bit later. Um, so the, the logic that is used in this teaching is uh, I've shared some of it with you in other videos, and I'll I'll reintroduce a couple because um, so many people actually have woken up from that video, which is the I, if you haven't heard of it or read it or, or watched it, it's um, I can uh, is that uh, I understand all this intellectually. It's just not my experience, and I've had I don't know a ton of people really wake up from that. 
Um, and so if you haven't listened to that, well, maybe you want to go listen to that before you finish this. I don't know. Maybe you'll wake up, come back here, and see what I'm really talking about. Um, but the reason that I'm... That, so, so the logic that I employed in that video is just, it's just, it's just stupid logic. It's so, it's so obvious that we, that we never pay any attention to it. We never think about it. And when we do, it sounds like, wow! You know, but it's not a wow, it's just an obvious thing that we've just overlooked with our selective vision so that we don't have to wake up. That's the truth. Because we're trying very hard not to wake up. And it feels to you like you're trying very hard to wake up. Well, let me tell you, if you are, you will. That's just, the, that, 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 I don't know how that, that, that would not. But you can appear and you can feel like you're trying very hard to wake up and you won't. So you won't, you won't know. You won't know if you're the authentic thing or you're just whistling Dixie. I just, I'm sorry, but that's just the way of it. So, but if you do wake up, you can pretty be pretty sure that you were trying. And if you don't, keep on going. That's all I can tell you to do. You have to keep on, just keep the faith and keep on going. So, the logic that I employed in that video was simply that the one thing that we can all agree on, or, or that pretty much we can all agree on, we better, the one thing that uh, mystics have told us for thousands of years is that um, that there's just one thing going on, and, and boom, this is it, right? So that there's just one thing going on. Um, that's what the mystics have told us. It's the foundation of non-duality. Uh, it doesn't make any difference whether it's from the, the, the branches of Vita or Zen and, or anything in between. The foundation there is that there's just one thing going on. There's just one thing. And that one, the reason I say that one thing, there's just one thing going on, is that this one thing actually is more verb-like than it is noun-like. That's the reason I say one, one thing going on. And generally speaking, you'll be hearing about the one, which if you'll notice, that's a noun, and that is a red herring. I will tell you that the truth is not a noun. So any idea that I'm going to connect to the one, throw it out. It's garbage, and it will keep you unenlightened for a long, long time. And if you wake up and you see the truth, you start to think of that again, and it'll pull you right back into the dream. So get rid of the idea that you're looking for something over there. Because it, it, you won't find it. You can't. Because if there's just one thing going on, what I say in that other video is, can you not be it? Hmm? Isn't that right? I mean, if it's just one thing going on, you can't not be it. Now, let's just take that a little bit further. If there's just one thing going on, it's true, but you can't not be it. Isn't that right? But that also means that this can't not be it, doesn't it? Because it's just one thing going on. So, which means that you, or, or that, that this is you, doesn't it? So, are we, talk, are we talking about this, this? <laughs> this, this right here? This, this, this? Surely we can't be talking about this because I'm looking for some exotic this. I'm looking for the other this, this. The only problem is if I'm already this, if I'm already oneness, if I'm already this, and there's nothing else, then my waiting for something else to happen you'll see is a story of future about enlightenment that can never come true, ever. 
And you got to get off that story of future if you want to clear up, and you better stay off of it if you want to wake up. Excuse me, if you want to wake up and clear up, you got to get off of, of it and stay off of it. Because it, it's just it's a winding path that just runs through, through the dream, and it runs to the edges of the dream, and then right back into the middle, and it runs to the edges of the dream, maybe even poke your head out, and then it comes right back to the middle. And I know that we all signed up to get this big awakening in a one-shot deal, and good luck with that, but I can tell you it has not, it's not how it happened here. And, and I know, uh, I know a, a lot of other spiritual teachers, and, and, and it didn't happen that way with them either. Some of them I know, and some of them I just heard them talk, tell their stories, and it's just, just not the way it worked. Even in the ones where we think that is the way it worked, it's not. So Eckhart Tolle, Tolle took years in the park. Marion Katie went to the desert to clear up because she had a tremendous awakening, but uh, very, very clear, clearer than, than I did. Uh, but nonetheless, she noticed that the, that the, the one who had the conscious awakeness was now pouring through was nutty as a fruitcake. And um, so that she had to, and she had to deal with that. Who had to deal with it? Awakeness had to deal with it because awakeness was inhabiting a damn fool and a, and and a crazy man. That's what I discovered here. And it, it was, and I I wanted that crazy man to not be crazy. And then I realized that that he was crazy. And so my wanting him to not be crazy was actually in resistance to the present moment. So now I just let him be crazy. And he's a lot far less crazy than he used to be because, I, because I'm not resistant to craziness. It does what it does. This unit does what it does. I'm not in charge of it, and nor is it in charge of me by any stretch. It just does what it does, and, and, and I don't do what I don't do, which is anything. I don't do anything. That's the truth. So there's, you see that there's great logic um, I, I, I helped look up a physics professor in the last week, and um, he just didn't understand the math of one. And I told him, I said, when I told him about it, I said, you know, I've had to, 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 to teach mathematics professors about the math of one and philosophy professors about the math of one. He said, well, I'm a physicist, right? And he said, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I, I explained it to him, and he went, oh. <laughs> and he woke up very nicely because he could not resist his own logic. He could resist mine, you can resist mine, but you can't resist yours. Because there's nobody that talks to me that isn't smart. People who are not smart do not call me or write me. They just don't. Uh, they, they don't get in touch with me because, uh, because in their minds, I'm a damn fool. And um, in my, you know, my neighbors, I'm, who know, anybody that knows about this, they probably think I'm a kook right? They'd probably think you're a kook too. Um, and, they, and they get to think that. See, because that's how they think anyway. And I don't care how they think. Because it's just an empty unit. They're not even thinking. Thinking's happening. Thinking's arising. But they're not doing it. Nobody's doing it. And they'd be thinking and they'd be having an opinion about something that isn't, which is a Fred. There's no Fred. There's Fredness, but there's no Fred. So the reason is seeing that if there's one thing going on, if just get that straight. That's the idea is that there is one. We've all said that a thousand times. How many are there? There's one. There's just one. There's just one thing. There's just the one. 
There's just one Neff. I mean, we say it over and over and over again, and then we try to find that one that's outside of this. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> See, there, if there's just oneness, there isn't anything outside of this. This has got to be it. You have to be looking at oneness all the time. Because there wouldn't be anything else if there, to look at if there's just one. And what is it that would have to be looking at oneness all the time? The only thing there is, which is oneness. So oneness is always looking at oneness, but it does not know that it's always looking at oneness because oneness is of the opinion that oneness doesn't look like this. And oneness has heard some kind of spiritual rumor that there's something called the oneness experience and it desperately wants to have it but how in the hell is oneness going to have the oneness experience when it's already having the oneness experience because oneness can't have any experience other than oneness? Because they're just this. So anybody reports to you that they're not having the oneness experience, then what they're telling you is, is that that's just oneness reporting to oneness, that oneness is not having the oneness experience. So reason is seeing that there's actually is that, that there's actually something but if there were not reason here, how would I be able to wake up all these brainiacs, right? I mean they're all smarter than I am. You know, these I mean, really and truly you'd be just amazed that I work with some of the smartest people in the world on a regular basis. I have virtually no education. I'm working with PhDs and and and, 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 and MDs and all this kind of stuff all all the time. Very, very successful entrepreneurs, this, that, and the other, all the time. And I'm not pulling the wool over these people's eyes. These are smart people. I bring out reason, and they can't resist that reason. But the reason alone probably will not do it. Because there's still a jump. Because there's still, they're, they're, right now, I don't know what the percentages are, but I bet they're fairly heavy. That there's a fairly uh, that there's a there's a heavy percentage of the the viewing audience here who does not believe what I'm saying. They maybe they believe I I believe it. Maybe they think I'm a, a charlatan and a huckster. I don't know. But it's but they'll think you know. Well, I understand what he's talking about, but he's not talking about this this not my this. He's talking about his this. See, but it's just one thing going on. There's no his and mine. There's no me and you, there's just one thing. And we gotta be this, this one thing, it's only one eye no matter who says it. We have to be this. But what we use, but so, so we, we, reason becomes the foundation for faith, which is that I have given you reason in good faith, I've given you a reason to have faith in what I'm saying. Nizagadatta said, he was my, my favorite teacher, Nizagadatta Maharaj. If you don't know him, look him up. Greatest teacher ever in my mind. It, just because it appeals to this conditioning, it doesn't mean he's going to be your teacher, so that, it's, so that you can even hear him. I can't know that, but I can just tell you that he works with that conditioning, 
the way that it came out through that unit, it works great with what's what's happening here with this conditioning. There's no red here, there's just redness conditioning. And the Nisrgadatta conditioning really translates well to the red conditioning. So I say Nisrgadatta is my guru, but there's no one saying that, and there was no Nisrgadatta either. It's just, um, it's just all happening. But it feels like there's a Fred here. It seems like there must be a Nisrgadatta. There must have been a Nisrgadatta. Matter of fact, it seems to me like there still is a Nisrgadatta, but just not in the same, not in the same form particularly. But that teaching is just as alive as it ever was. And that's all he ever did here that was of any importance whatsoever. Right? Breathing and breeding and all that stuff is nothing. His teaching. That's what that's what I remember him for. That's what anybody who remembers him remembers him for. The same will be said for you. If I am remembered, I will not be remembered because I was a heel most of my life. I will not be remembered because I was a bad guy or selfish or this, that, and the other. Oh no, I might should be remembered for all that stuff because none of it's untrue. But what I will be remembered for, if I'm remembered at all, and who even knows, it doesn't matter, I don't really care. But if it, it but if so, it'll be because of this teaching. Because see, that's the only thing that's happening here that's of any value whatsoever. You'll have a hard time convincing Betsy of that. She likes this unit. She loves to be around this unit. She depends on this unit, just like I depend on that unit. But it, none of that is actually of, the, of, of ultimate importance. It is of relative importance, extremely important. I love Betsy to death. She, anything happens to her, I'm just gonna, you're gonna watch me collapse, probably, because I won't even know how to run my life. Right? That's the truth. My relative life will just <laughs> go down the tubes in about three days. You know, I won't know how to. I won't know how to pay anything. I won't know how to do any schedule myself. I won't know. I just it'll be, just be a it'll be a mess instantly. So the reason becomes the foundation for faith in the teaching. It doesn't have to be in the teacher. What, I mean, I, th this, is, this is just a, you know, a cardboard figure. There's no point in having faith in Fred Davis. Nizagadatta said he had faith in his guru, that he simply believed what he said, and then he did what the guru told him to do, and he said, and it's like, well, the way he said it was always the same way, just like he was OCD, which was, and in just three years, I realized, right? <clears throat> and then if you just started in a non-duality, three years may seem a long time from now, but if you've been doing this for 40, 50, 60 years, like some of the people I've worked with, three years is a drop in the hat, just drop in the bucket, isn't it? It ain't nothing. So use the reason that I give you that you cannot deny. Use that as a basis for faith in what the teaching, what teaching is going on here. This, there is no Fred Davis. There's no teacher even here. There's just one thing going on. There's no teacher here, no student there. There's just, there's just oneness talking to itself about the mechanism of the dream. dream. But for whatever reason, 
coming to know yourself appears to be the only thing of actual value. I'm not even sure why that is. I just know that that's, if that is an overwhelming feeling, and many, many of you have it, is that this, that this is the only thing that really matters. That's the reason people talk about, you know, they watch, they, they watch football, which is wonderful, I have no problem with that, and they watch cartoons, and I have no problem with that. They go out, they go to movies, they go to dates, they go to bars, they go do this, that, and that. all of that stuff, I did it all, and I'm, I'm not against any of it, but I can see that it is all without ultimate value. The one thing that's of ultimate value is coming to know your true nature. And when I say that, I'm not talking to a, a Bob or a Ted or a Susan or a Carol or a, or a Nicole or a whoever. I'm talking to awakeness because that's all there is. There's just awakeness. This is awakeness talking to awakeness. There's con over here, there's conscious awakeness. I simply know who I am. And there are many people watching this right now, I can tell you, that are also conscious awakeness. Many. Because I, and I, I see a number of, num number of, of them most Sundays in the month because we have satsang and I ain't the only guy in there that's awake anymore. That's the way it started out, but thank you, Lord, it, it's not the way it is now. These people are waking up. They have faith in this teaching. And I, some of my students are waking people up. They have faith in this teaching. Not the teacher. You need not have faith in me. I'll let you down, I bet you. Because I know that. I know that I will because I do regularly. Because people will meet me and, and, and fall into the, in love with this teaching and fall in love with me and think that I'm wonderful and it's wonderful or whatever. And then, <clears throat> then they'll have a a sense, they'll develop a sense of separation and they'll send me hateful email. I know, I get it once in a while from people that, that experience that. And then, I, but I will tell you that almost without fail, I will then get another email saying, I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's fine, I get it. It can't, it can't have happened any other way. You can only do what you can do until you can do something else. So, Faith, reason, and enlightenment. If we use this reason as a way to have faith in the teaching, then it's possible that we will actually treat this teaching as if it were true. How about that? Can you imagine that? <laughs> what if I was telling you the truth, right? What if all this was true? That'd be a shock, wouldn't it? Would you be willing to try it to find out? That's what has to happen. So we use the right reason to develop the faith to reach enlightenment. Because enlightenment, not that you are not, not, you don't have to reach out anywhere, you're already awake. But you, but the, but, but the, the spiritual pendulum runs from skepticism to conviction. And you're, and, and, and until there is conviction, you, 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 there, it's just not gonna, your awakening will not be complete. It will be in and out. It will, you know, off and on. It will be experienced that way. There's no such thing, but it will be experienced that way. And there's only awakeness. How in the hell is awakeness going to ever go to sleep? It doesn't. It's, we use this language uh, just as a way to try and communicate, but sometimes I feel like it's like the Americans and the British, that we're divided by a common language. And it feels to me like we are divided by 
uh, a, a, a common language in non-duality very often. Is that we, I, I say something and I, I know what I mean, or I think at least I think I know what I mean, and then you hear me and you think I know what I mean, but the two thinkings are completely different. Like, because there's a lot of people out there right now that have just, just, just jumped into this teaching and they're over there thinking that I'm going to wake that character up. I'm going to wake that body up. That the person who's listening to this is going to wake up. There is no person listening to this. There's only awakeness. And awakeness is the only thing listening to it and this. And it's the only thing that can wake up. I tell people consistently in awakening sessions, how in the hell do you expect me to wake up a Helen when you don't bring me one? But by the time I tell them that, they laugh. Because they realize the error of their ways, the error of their thinking. Because they have faith, they have, they, have, they have used enough reason to have enough faith to get the results. Because when we, as we move further and further into conviction, guess what we start doing? We start acting like this is true. And maybe I can actually let go of my, of, of trying to control my destiny, of trying to control my finances, of trying to control my love life, trying to control the weather, trying to control the Russians, trying to control the politicians. Do I really need to control all those people? Absolutely not. How do I know? I'm not controlling them. And not only do I know it, but they know it. And so do you. You know I'm not, but you haven't accepted that you're not. And that's what has to happen. you got to accept that you're not, see? Because you, you can't jump on the back of my truth and expect to wake up. It's just not going to happen. I have tremendous influence over whether somebody wakes up or not. Tremendous influence. But I can't make anybody wake up. Once in a while I get with somebody and I'll just have to tell them that. I'm sorry. I can't make you wake up. Oh, and one just doesn't want to drop the story over there yet. And it sounds so empty, right? But, but I think the truth often sounds empty. And that's what that is. That's the truth. Enlightenment is simply the recognition and acceptance. Awakening is the recognition of your true nature and enlightenment is the acceptance of your true nature. And the only way that you're going to reach in that, that, that you're going to reach acceptance is with a whole lot of faith that's developed from a whole lot of reason. They have to go together. You are not separated from your true nature in some kind of mystical way. There is nowhere in Tibet that you need to go. There is no mountain you need to climb. There's no ocean you need to swim. There's no incense you need to burn. There's no bowing that you need to do. I mean, in other words, you may do all these things, and that's fine. I get it. Have a nice trip to Tibet. <laughs> but don't think that all that's going to wake you up, because it's not. Because the one who's going to Tibet is... The one who's going to Tibet and hoping to wake up is actually the only thing that's stopping that unit from being a conduit for conscious awakeness. And again and again and again, I tell you, you are awakeness. This is awakeness. There's only awakeness. See, but the difference is that I know I'm awakeness. And when you know that your awakeness, your experience is, I'm awake. And when you don't know that you're awakeness or won't believe it, won't accept it, 
your experience is that I'm not awake. And I'm not talking about you just need to say, okay, accept it, and that's that. Unless you could really do that. See, what I know is that this thing is mostly incremental. Awakening is typically a, typically an event, but not even always that. I'm, I'm, some people never have a real event. Some people with me never have a real event. They just go, oh, right? I had a woman yesterday, and she was so quiet. And but but she but she got it and I you know she she got it she told me you know when you cracked my head open and all that I mean in other words we're working through some visualization techniques and um, I said yeah and she said that's when I got it that's when I got it right there she had enough faith to do those exercises with me she came here she got to, she read my books she had already read my books and stuff she had enough faith to believe that I had something going on because she could hear it. She had spent 25 years in an ashram. And she just got to where she couldn't lie to herself anymore. She couldn't tell herself, gee, I'm, gonna, I'm, 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 I'm really making progress here. You can, only, you can only turn a hamster wheel so long and actually believe that you're making progress. So the first sign of real progress is recognizing that you haven't made any pro progress doing what you're doing, or you certainly haven't made enough because you're not experiencing yourself as conscious awakeness, and which is what you are. Have some faith in what I'm trying to tell you here. You know, I mean, I, 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 it would suit me if all of you would wake up from this. Awakening sessions can be really tough. I had an awakening session recently that I mean, I could, I could barely even walk after. Matter of fact, they got to the point where we, I couldn't walk after Betsy, and I barely got, we went for a walk, and we could barely get me home. That's honest to God's truth. Awakening sessions can just tear me up, especially in very, very intense ones. Whether they get it or not, but if they don't get it, man, those, those kill me. And fortunately, there's not many of those, but they happen. So it would suit me if I just wake everybody up on YouTube, and then you can come to see me in, in for clarity sessions and satsang. But it's, it's, there's no need uh, for me to hold out um, and make awakening sessions the only way you can do it. And I know that that ain't the only way to do it because I get emails virtually every day, very often many in a day or several in a day, saying, gee, I, I woke up from your books. And I'm coming to you for now. And under the, people tell me that in session too. They will even have awakening uh, sessions with me because they want the additional clarity that'll come from working with this. But I don't but I want you to wake up any way you can. I want you to be one of those people who you know, I got a guy coming Sunday um, from Columbia uh, from uh, Columbia, South America, not South Carolina, but South America. And he woke up last week from one of my videos. And now we've had a chance to email back and forth. He's coming to, well, he's already arranged for a clarity session and he's coming to Satsang Monday. See I don't need to make money on waking that guy up. I'm going to make mine, I, and the last thing I'm concerned about here is, is making a living. It's not that, I, and the reason I'm not concerned about it, I don't have to be concerned about it. This is being looked after. That's the truth. It's not my doing. This is being looked after, and it will be looked after until it's dropped on its head, if it's dropped on its head, at which point it's time to deal with being head dropped. But until then, I'm certainly not con concerned myself. I'm here to help you. I hope you'll avail yourself of it. 
And either way, it's, a, it's always a pleasure to spend time with you. I'll see you soon. Thanks a lot. Bye.